And welcome back to Beyond the Void. It's Christina's birthday podcast. Extravaganza! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Happy birthday, Christina. Thanks. I'm glad to be celebrating with you another one, even though we're broke as fuck. That's okay. But we had uh, we had a busy week this week and got to do some things that were both fun and hard and difficult and fun and yeah, right, uh, time consuming. Yeah, holy shit. We moved in like all brand new furniture because my my sis one one of my sisters decided to sell her home. You know because the market's like insane right, right now. Yeah. So she sold her house for like a ridiculous amount of money, mm-hmm. and then she moved into a travel travel trailer right and so she you know can't take your furniture with so well we bam, always get hand-me-downs anyway so but i know but all that all this furniture is like like i don't even think it's yeah a we year got old. like two like uh electric uh recliner chair couches so two couches there's like a smaller one that's kind of like a love seat and one that's a little bit bigger than a love seat so we got two of those mm-hmm. which are pretty comfortable for the most part right now we're getting used to them better than what we had i mean i don't like the look of them but i'm right. not you know i'm not gonna complain about no. free especially since our other couches were falling apart like <laughs> literally and she gave us this amazing dining room table i want to say it's like a replica of like a a what mid-century modern yeah kind of like a late 50s style mm-hmm. and then we got we also got a new mattress and like a oh, tv yeah. oh yeah we got yeah, yeah. a 4k tv i tried to talk alex out of it since we have yeah, like she was like i'm like she's like do you uh, i can't believe nobody wants these and i was like wait what <laughs> i was like you're getting rid of both of them and i, I kind of like <laughs> acted like i wasn't that excited and then your dad was all like well uh, one of those is mine uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> and i was like wait is that a 4k she's like yeah <laughs> What's that? And then your dad was like, well, you should have the 4K. So I don't feel like hooking it up. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> so now we have a 4K smart TV in the bedroom. And literally like an hour before we were finished moving everything in and settling everything down and kind of like we're just exhausted from the day, from the past couple of days. My car broke. Yeah, her car broke. She had to get that fixed. And then we had company come over and celebrate and had a bunch of drinks. And now I'm like exhausted. Her best of friends, that. yeah. But I'm so glad they came over because I haven't seen them in Dude, a while. So. She was drunk, and she didn't even boot. You didn't even boot. And you didn't even booty bump. No, well, I wasn't that drunk. Yeah, when she gets drunk, wine. guys, she starts booty bumping and yelling and shit, <laughs> <laughs> sticking her fingers in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Well, we got to celebrate some. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. So, and then we we got to to watch these movies. Right. Yeah. Which Christina kind hand of, selected? Yeah, I picked. 
I've picked. And it's so funny that these two movies, they are like the perfect combination together. And we literally just chose them at random. It happens all the time. It is so weird. So today, guys, we're going to be celebrating Christina's birthday. So please wish her a happy birthday if you could make her day special. We uh, actually are going to be watching two movies that she picked, which are... Happy birthday to me. From 1981 that you can watch on, I think you have to rent that one. Okay. Yeah, there's nowhere else. So you have to rent it, period. And then there's April's Fool's Day from 1986, which you can actually watch on Prime Video right now. So check them out. These are kind of like Psych Your Mind, sort of Canuck movies. One of them is a Canuck exploitation film. It's considered to be, you know, one of the biggest. And then one of them is, is an American acted but Canadian produced film. So it's oh kind of like a mixture of the two. I would say they're both Canuck exploitation, but they're not technically, mm-hmm. but they're close. And some of the twists that are in this movies are kind of very similar, which yeah, is very weird. odd. Like, very you know. Weird. I don't know what the fuck. Like, it's just somewhere in the back of my brain. You know how you, like, think of words and you're just like, how did I know that word? (laughs) You know, it's like from reading. You just, like, kind of pick it up and you don't think about it. I think that's That's, what happened. That's your your power. Yeah. That's your mind power. Not going to do it. Oh, yay. (laughs) It's my birthday. (laughs) You can tell. Yeah. Mind powers. Oh, never mind. He had to say that, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so uh, are you looking forward to anything this week? Are we going to relax this week at all, or we got like a bunch of shit planned? Well, I have off of work, so I'll probably spend three days in bed. Oh, nice. And I'll probably cry and (laughs) eat ice cream. (laughs) And and I'll make fun of her. Yeah, no. No, I'll try to make it special. I'm going to make her a cake. Yay. Which I haven't never. Well, I think I made one cake once, but it's probably going to stick to the pan. So just, the, just so you know. The most important thing about that, though, is are you going to do the dishes after <laughs> you make the cake? If you put rose petals down all the way to the the the, the dishes, <laughs> then I maybe make it romantic yeah, for your birthday. <laughs> I watched I watched a fucking uh, TikTok video of some girl like getting all excited. She walks in the front door, and she's a nurse too, by the way. She just got off of work. She, so you know she's busy you know and and her significant other laid rose petals all the way to the fucking kitchen sink and you see her get progressively happy happy and then sad like and then like what the fuck it was <laughs> that was funny yeah. it it was funny that was really funny yeah. I, was, I was laughing really hard because <laughs> me and you uh, and the dishes yeah that's our our, our joke that's everybody's joke okay yeah. christina well some people turn it into a fucking you know a roommate fight <laughs> <laughs> so technically, you know, but uh, so how how old are you, Christina? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you asked me on mine. What's up? Oh, I'm 25. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> times some numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to even try to figure that out. <laughs> I know. I was trying to figure it out, too. Yeah, no. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I'm old enough. <laughs> I am. I am probably close to perimenopause. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. <laughs> anyway, you still look like you're 25, honey. Ah, uh, thanks. Still bright, happy, cheerful. Anytime I wake this bitch up in the middle of the night, she's <laughs> smiling. I don't know how she does it. Someone wakes me up in the middle of the night. I'm about swinging. <laughs> I don't dare wake you up ever. <laughs> yeah. That's because well, after a few bro- black eyes, you figured out like. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
but yeah, she's the bright and cheery one in the mornings. I'm the angry, uh, frustrated with life guy in the mornings because <laughs> it's like, what do I got to do? But uh, yeah, happy birthday. Thanks. So Christina came up with our horror shot this week. So hell yeah. Um, I, I gave it to her. I gave her full control. I gave her some ideas. She didn't follow through with them. No, I did not. And she agreed that it was a good idea, but I did. It can- was a good idea. Okay. Well, but I'm not doing it. I think it might be that time, Christina. <laughs> it's my birthday time. Horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and do our horror shot, which Christina is going to tell you all about. And why did we pick this shot, Christina? Well, it's because it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And I did, and it will be based on the, you know, happy birthday to me because I like a theme. Okay. And we're going to stick it, we are going to keep it to the theme. Okay. So, very simple. Okay, I wanted it simple. I didn't want any fucking pickle can we, juice. Can we tell I, them what it was going to be before or after? Do you want to say after? We'll say after. Okay. So, all we have right here is that pinnacle whipped cream vodka. Because for some reason, they don't sell birthday cake vodka anymore. I guess that trend is over. Or it's just not, people aren't buying a lot of alcohol, yeah. so they're not producing a lot of it. Right, because everyone just wants the seltzers. So, that's it. Huh. Pinnacle whipped cream vodka. And? And we I rimmed the glass with whipped frosting, white frosting. And what is all this whipped flake white. shit on it? it? It's just sprinkles. What kind of sprinkles? It's birthday sprinkles. It's purple sprinkles. It's okay, sugar, there you go. It's sugar sprinkles. Okay. To make it look pretty, you can see the- pin- What are we calling this shot, Christina? Happy birthday to me. Okay. All right, <laughs> so- that better be okay. Happy birthday to, to you. To me. Happy birthday, Mrs. President. Okay, so, oh, God, really? Should be in there. Like, the, <laughs> the fucking thing I hate the most you gotta do? Of course, it wouldn't be uh, our relationship if I didn't pester okay. you. Okay. So how do we drink this? Am I supposed to lick this shot? You have to mouth that. Supposed to, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I ain't giving it a head. Lick the frosting off and then drink it. <laughs> this is really weird, by the way. It's like eating cake. This really is wrong. Oh, I haven't had that in a while. <laughs> yeah, that. That's... I licked all the way around just so I could have it, and then the chunk hit the back of my throat and made me want to gag. Ew. Have a birthday puke. <laughs> <laughs> So what we were gonna, going to do is, yeah, Alex wanted me to get birth, birthday cake ice cream, which I love. And let it melt a little bit. Yeah, let it melt a little bit and then put it in with a vodka. Right. Which actually sounds like a good idea. It probably, it would have been like a, um, sort of like a white Russian, but with mm-hmm. birthday cake. Right. And it's super thick, so you didn't really need to put any other. Right. Yeah. Big in it. But, right. But I didn't get any <laughs> ice cream, so. Way to go. Suck a dick. <laughs> She's like, I can do what I want on my birthday. Anyway, guys, if you would like to try a happy birthday to me dedicated to the movie Happy Birthday to Me from 1981, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. Well, that's it for horror shots. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh. 
and potatoes of Christina's chunky birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Full of 80s horror movies that are slasherific, and they are... Happy birthday to me from 1981. And April Fool's Day. That's unseasonably perfect for this episode. (laughs) Right now. I picked 80s movies for my birthday. Yeah, hey, well, that's your what fucking fault. What the fuck fault. is wrong with me? I'm not going to argue with you, and I haven't seen uh, one of these, so... Oh, there you go. You want to kick it us, out? Both of us haven't seen Happy Birthday to Me from that's 1981. The one. Yep. At the Snobby Crawford Academy, Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday. Mm-hmm. Tagline, it is up to you to determine whether you wish to subject yourself to fear, terror, and shock. There was another one, though. It's like, John will never eat shish kebab again. (laughs) Tony will never ride a motorcycle. It's like all this dumb shit. Oh, all the kills. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is there's nobody named John (laughs) in the movie, so (laughs) the kebab fella. But my favorite tagline is, you're invited to the bloodiest party of the year. (laughs) <laughs> Lame. All right. This was directed by J. Lee Thompson. Mm-hmm. He also did Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Battle of the Planet of the Apes. Damn right. After this movie, you know, Happy Birthday to Me, he did a ton of action uh, films, uh, especially with Charles Bronson. He did Death Wish 4, Messenger of Death. Yeah, he was a big, uh, big fan of Charles Bronson. And he also mm-hmm. went on to do, uh, you know, after this film, Canon Films and Golan Globus production films. So, uh-huh. which, you know, that fucking documentary that we watch that we love. It's called Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold oh. Story of Canon Films. Probably, uh-huh. probably one of my favorite documentaries ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, it is so good. Like, I love watching that. Oh, wow. But yeah, he, he was also known as a, uh, he's a British, uh, guy, by the way, mm-hmm. who was better known for Cape Fear, actually. He did the original Cape Fear. Oh, yeah, from the 50s, right? right. And right. most of his, you know, films were like crime action, you know, drama sort of films, like thrillers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he did do two other horror films. He did Eye of the Devil from 1966 and The Reincarnation of Peter Proud from 75. Mm-hmm. So Nice. Uh, writers are John Saxton, Peter Jobin, and Tim Bond. Uh, John Saxton wrote Ilsa, She Wolf of the SS. That's right. That fucking. Yeah, that weird ass 70s movie. <coughs> well, what's his name? Remember the. Um... Rob Zombie did the fake trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based on that. And then he also did Class of 1984, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I know you, you yeah. talk about it. I think we reviewed it, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter Jobin and Timothy Bond, uh, they also wrote some episodes of Friday the 13th, the, seri- the series, um, and they also wrote a movie called Till Death Do Us Part. Okay. 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 This movie stars Melissa Sue Anderson, who plays Virginia. Mm-hmm. 
She played Mary on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, she actually had to take off time just to go. Oh, do this movie. Do this movie, probably because she was tired of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they like like made her sick in one of the episodes. Oh, maybe. Or, oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because those were like aired every week. Yeah, it was like a soap opera, right? Too. Uh, she was also the voice of Snowbird from X Men, the animated series from the nineties, and you know she's done a ton of uh, TV movies and shows. Uh, Lawrence Dane who plays Hal the dad, he was in Scanners, which we just reviewed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which makes you kind of not trust him right off the bat. Huh? <laughs> uh, he was also in Darkman 2, uh, Poltergeist, the Legacy TV series, Ugh. Bride of Chucky, and the Hunger TV series. Matt Craven, who plays Steve, he was in Jacob's Ladder, Crimson Tide, A Few Good Men, X-Men, First Class, Devil from 2010. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I remember he was the doctor in Jacob's yeah. Ladder. Yeah, yeah. Because he was the one that was like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, we totally <laughs> fucked you up. <laughs> he was also in Disturbia. Okay. Um, oh, the two, the the later one with what's his name? Yeah, the 2007 the, one. <laughs> who was supposed to be fucking uh, Indiana Jones, too. <laughs> the new Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, uh, was it Shiloh LaBeouf? Shiloh LaBeouf. LaBeouf? Yeah, I liked him in the movie. I thought he was good in the movie. Yeah. That's, a, that's an underrated film for some people, I think. Yeah. And we have Frances Highland, who plays Mrs. Patterson. <laughs> she was in The Changeling from mm. 1980, Never Talk to Strangers, and a few episodes of Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. The budget for this movie was $3.5 uh, million in Canadian, and I don't know how much they made. $10.6 million at the box office. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And was this a first-time watch for you? Yes, it was, as, and, uh, as and, we've talked about. <laughs> and how did you like it? Um, So, I remember the cover of this movie the most as right. a child because it was on this, the, you know, rental shelves, and it always stood out. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just one of those movies that always sticks out that you always remember, you know? Like Dead Pit did, too, because Dead Pit had the glowing eyes. You push a button on the front, mm -hmm. and the eyes would glow in it. You know, that movie is arguably okay <laughs> to, <laughs> to good, depending on who sees it, but it's just one of those films that was always on the shelf that you always recognize, and uh, I don't know. I don't know why I never saw it. That's the uh -huh. weirdest thing is that I remember it vividly, but I never saw it. So I wonder why. I, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is a exploitation slasher film, too. It's been considered by many to be one of the best of all time as well. I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I wasn't one of my favorite slasher films I've seen, but I think the movie will have you scratching your hair out and you might even have a seizure from like what's the fuck's going on because you could smell something's wrong in the story and the writing <laughs> because the writing is all over the fucking place the acting is eh, it's okay you know it's nothing to write home about but it, it, i think it's this is a movie that could frustrate some people if they've never seen it before mm -hmm. but it's still you can tell it's well shot and there's, there's a lot of good things about it the end is just so insanely bizarre and so amazing unbelievable <laughs> I don't know it's just kind of weird that I don't know it's still a noble effort as a slasher film you know mm -hmm. like something about it I did not expect the ending <laughs> right but it's funny and I'll get into this in the spoiler section I was kind of on to what they were originally going to end on it they didn't even actually have an ending for it when they were making the film oh my god so you know 
Right. And they, they kept making it a big thing about like, oh, keep quiet about the end, you know, but they didn't know what it was. <laughs> That's why they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. But this isn't one of the most gory slashers out there either. But I'd say between the two movies we watched today, this is definitely the more gory and bloody one of the two. Mm-hmm. One scene in particular has so much fucking blood. It's like out of control, dude. Like, which I kind of love, you know, like I want to see blood like that. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to fucking not make it really super gory, at least make it bloody a little bit, you know, right. like, but you know, there's some movies that can get away with it. Some that can't, you know, if you have to lean on one thing or another, that means you're probably weak in another area, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. So while this movie isn't perfect. A lot of people felt like it was kind of a ripoff, you know, some people calling it like a prom night ripoff or uh Friday the 13th clone, but doesn't even have that many kills on camera on this one, but definitely a lot more than April Fool's Day, I would say. So more on that later. Plus, you know, this is one of the early holiday slashers that people were looking to cash in on on the early days. So they were like, well, let's do a birthday one. It's not like the only movie ever made that did a birthday theme. Right. That was horror. But, you know, the title alone, you know, thanks to Friday the 13th and Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's going to keep you guessing. It's probably because it doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense or, you know, they didn't have an ending and you'll smell that like we did. More on that later, too. <laughs> But it's firmly planted in the 80s, which is kind of fascinating because they choose to use a lot of late to early 70s fucking disco in the movie, which is kind of weird. Well, no, because it was still popular. I guess. 1981. They're dry humping the fucking era out. They probably filmed it in in 80. And it came out in eighty one, so yeah, it w- it would have still been popular. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't like the music that much in this one. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> uh, I liked the opening, the music in the beginning. That felt like a real slasher, like right. You know, with the like real like scary violins and shit like that. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. But the soundtrack stuff that they did, I was like, yeah. Right. Some of the characters in this movie try a little too hard. It's a little overdramatic in a lot of spots, which kind of makes it fun to watch because people are just freaking out all over the place, especially the main character. (laughs) She's just all over. They also do a a pretty decent job of, you know, pinning everybody as the killer, you know, Mm -hmm. like setting it up because everybody wears scarves and you see one scarf in the middle of the fucking movie. Yes, everybody's wearing scarves. So, of course, it's someone wearing a scarf. Just too bad that everybody's wearing a fucking scarf. I know. What is this, Harry Potter or some shit? Some of the shit that they put in this movie is also kind of ridiculous, and you kind of wonder why they put them in. But then you're also kind of like... (laughs) That's kind of silly. I'm kind of glad they did because it's just, I don't know, it's just weird stuff. Like, I one thing that they always do in movies that always weirds me out is when someone doesn't see someone that's literally right in front of them, and they have that in this movie, like mm-hmm. right off the fucking bat. I'm like, how did you not see her? You know, <laughs> but it's movie magic, you know? So just an old trope that they used to do, like to ch- try to jump scare you kind of thing. It's just really odd stuff that people just don't do. <laughs> so it's like... Like some, they didn't think about it too well, I don't think. Plus, a lot of older men that are acting a little too touchy in a few scenes with a few act, <laughs> you know, with the acting overacting in this movie. So it's kind of pretty silly. Uh, Christina pointed it out right away, and I was like, hold your, ho- hold your horses, you know. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm like, oh my god, is that her dad? Yeah, I know. What? Like, we already started like questioning. Like, oh, we know who oh, it is. There must have been a, tra- a brain transplant. <laughs> yeah, this movie has like, yeah, there's like an accident in this movie, and you're like, why is this in here? There's, there's so like, much going on. Weird flashback scenes that don't pay any yeah. attention to the story whatsoever and make no difference in how t- it ends. It doesn't tie into anything. No, it's weird. There's so much stuff that doesn't tie in. Plus. The acting isn't fluid either. It's it's just kind of felt like a stagey sort of thing mm-hmm. with all that overacting again. But there's some fun moments and it makes you question a lot while you're watching it. And I'm surprised the length of this movie more than anything. Yeah. Which I'm surprised people didn't like have pitchforks after this movie and like you know, riot right. at the theater. There's a lot of reveals in this movie too. And some of them that you're like, wait, what? Like, you think you're like, oh, it's that person, and they really lay it on thick. (laughs) And then it's like, how are you going to explain yourself away with this one? Like, you know, but then they're like, oh, we're good. See? (laughs) And then you're like, wait, why would you want to hang out with that person Mm -hmm. for doing that? (laughs) You know? But I don't know. For the first time, I I thought this was an all right film. It it wouldn't be my favorite slasher, but it's a decent one, and I'd give it about a 6 out of 10, Mm -hmm. just because it is very different, and it's not... Not so bad it's good, but it has some potential in there that might make you laugh or frustrated and pull your hair out. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? It was frustrating. This movie was really frustrating. <laughs> it was well, it's because you think you're onto it and then it just totally it changes. changes. Completely. It makes no fucking sense. Like like the, the writing changes specifically to throw you off in the most complex, unreasonable way mm-hmm. that you're like, no, that's a fucking, <laughs> fucking crock of shit. Right. <laughs> right. So. And, and they keep, they keep um, trying to pin this, this murder on like everybody. Like, of it course. Could be anybody. Well, you got to do that. So, yeah, but it's over. It's overdone. It is like a the, little pushy. With yeah. It. They, they were overdone with it. Yeah. The story was, and the story, the length, like you were talking about the length, the st- which was the story, because in the beginning, it was really slow to unravel. Yeah. And then towards the end, they, they like rush all the shit at you, mm-hmm. which oh, it just takes a huge dump on your chest at the end. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but I mean, the story was kind of original. Like, I've never seen anything like this. But well, it, was, it was just trying to be too clever. Right. It's, it's like those Japanese movies that are trying to be too yeah. clever. Yeah, exactly. It's, too, it's a little too, it's much, too much to much. digest that we were talking about last episode. Exactly. But I did enjoy the kills. The like, I think like all the kills were like original. They stood out. Yeah, it felt like some they of got, them were silly. Yeah, but they, I mean, they I didn't like that. show enough. Like I felt yeah. like it should have shown more gore. But it's it's all yeah. I I agree. I wrote that down too. Um, I didn't like who the the killer ended up being at the end. Yeah. And that just was like, it was just like, I'm done. Like, I I understand why people like this movie, though. I think if I watched it again, I might like it more. Okay. You know, now that I kind of know what really is going on. No. But I gave it a five out of ten. Okay. It wasn't really a happy birthday to me. I thought it, I thought it had, yeah, I can understand that. I thought, I just, I, I appreciated a little bit about it. How it was shot in particular made it feel a little more over average for me. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. Where I'm really, you know, I'm 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 story driven. Yeah. So five point five from both of us, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. You nope. know. For an eighties film, you know, you kind of there's people out there that absolutely love this film and I'm no disrespect any any of you guys out there, but you know, this is our first time watching it. Yeah, it's our it, first time. If we didn't grow up with it, you know what I mean? Like and like you guys did, it's just one of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like people who'd never seen Evil Dead, they saw the remake first, and then they're like, oh, yeah, that one sucks. <laughs> it's like, I'll fucking murder you. <laughs> Do you want your head on your neck? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So we do have some trivia for this movie, and I'll try to go through it um, pretty quick. I mean, there wasn't a, that much, but there's a, a decent amount here. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can go watch the movie. You can rent it. I think it's like two ninety nine or something on YouTube or something like that, or whatever means you need. You can also buy it on a couple of different uh, places for DVD or Blu-ray. We got like a... I don't know which one we got. It's got like that old VHS cover sort of thing. On the Blu-ray? I like that. I yeah. like I like the slip cover. They yeah, were they like nice. actually put the artwork of the VHS on the front, but make it look like it's getting pulled out of the slip cover. Yeah. So that's cool. The old sleeves. <laughs> side sleeves, I guess. But anyway, so if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So now I was telling you there's a couple different versions of this movie that were out there. In two thousand four there was a Sony Pictures DVD release of this and it pissed a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Because one, if you remember the movie this movie, it's a big part because of the goddamn cover, right? Like the guy getting yeah. speared in the face with the fucking kebab. The kebab. The kebab. The kebab. The kebab. <laughs> Not only did they change the cover to look stupid with like <laughs> the person who is the killer on the front. Right. Which is dumb. But not only did they do that, but they also fucking changed the music to the disco music in the movie in the beginning instead of the cool violin score. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck, Sony? Like, what were you thinking? They're trying to probably appeal to the masses. I guess. So apparently in 2009, Anchor Bay and Stars Home Entertainment re-released the DVD using the original poster as the cover and restored the original music over the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. So that's the version we watched. And it was a... Uh, was it an hour and 51 minute? It was an hour and 51 minutes. Then. Yeah. Not 44 minutes. I'm getting right. confused with something else. Also, they used the happy birthday to me cake with the candles and an accident to promote it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the trailer and some of the promotional teasers that they would have on TV and stuff like that, which is very iconic. I remember that. Yeah. I, I don't know where I saw it or how I saw it, but I just remember that. And uh, everybody always uses it as a gif. <laughs> Right. For, for people's birthdays. birthdays. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you'll never forget it, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure Happy Death Day took cues right. from this movie. I mean, you could kind of tell. Okay. But, yeah. You That's think? what I, th- I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's there's a cake. A, there's a multiple cake lo- and for- uh, nods like, in that first oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Second one got a little, little crazy. Weird. And I think I gave it more credit than it probably deserved the second when we watched it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely not as good as the first movie now that I think of it. Yeah. Happy know? Death Day. Yeah. yeah. And now that we rewatched it, actually. Yeah. Or I did. I don't know if you did, but I don't know. The uh, brain surgery scene in the movie. Do you remember that? Yeah. They uh, that was a fake brain. 
but it was a real brain surgeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the way they were drilling into the head and everything like that. Oh, so they wanted to make sure they were getting the surgery accurate right. and not the story. And it's like one of the first three movies ever to have brain surgery included in a movie. Oh, so like that's that. Interesting. Yeah, he's like, he's she's hemorrhaging, she's hemorrhaging. Remember? <laughs> and it starts spilling out like some jar of, of fucking <laughs> jam. <laughs> her preserves are pouring out of her head. <laughs> I love that she has a full head of hair too. After that fucking brain, <laughs> you'd think she'd at least have like some skull cap thing going on in the. T- up. But no, she's got full head of hair. No, nothing wrong. Uh, Glenn Ford, who was the psychologist in the movie, by the way, you remember him? Yeah. He and the assistant director, Charles Brave, were involved in a, in a dispute on the set in which the actor allegedly hit the assistant director. What? <laughs> yeah. There was an uh, interview with the Terror Trap where producer John Dunning said that he had hit the assistant director, Glenn Ford did, and they had to call lunch break in the middle of one of Glenn's scenes. I had to stop the police from arresting him. It was a it was a huge wow. mess. Yeah. And Glenn Jeez. wouldn't come out of the dressing room until the, the assistant director apologized to him. Jesus. Who said he would never apologize to Glenn. <laughs> and the producer was like, this might end your career. Do you really want that? Right. And he's like, so he went and he said he was sorry. And Glenn said he was sorry. And they kissed in the made up. And as far as I know, he said, Glenn never hit anybody else. <laughs> but there's also people that talk about this movie that he was drunk on set a lot of times and that uh-huh. he had shaky hands and like, uh-huh. like he was an alcoholic or uh-huh. something. So I don't know. Producers Andre Link and John Dunning did two slashers that year, including this one and My Bloody Valentine. Oh. So that's, that's one we don't own, by the way, the original. Oh, okay. We got the remake. So they did two kind of tropey holiday right. type uh, of... It's the th- It was the thing to do. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad. I love the theme. I'm good with that. I mean, once Halloween and Friday the 13th right. were so successful, everybody was trying to fucking copyright Mem- names or Memorial something. Memorial Day Massacre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a terrible fucking... <laughs> that's not even horror, really, but... No, but it's still funny. It was a funny it's movie a funny to watch. It's a funny name, too. I have a review of that up guys i'm pretty sure yeah on youtube you yeah do. so it's a vinegar syndrome release which we got uh from them this film was submitted to the mpaa numerous times and it kept getting an x rating a lot of people were upset about this movie being too graphic and too bloody which is weird to me weird i just don't understand it <laughs> i don't think it was that graphic or that gory mm-hmm. um but i guess for the time and it, it might have been i I don't know. Maybe it was a Canadian thing and people were like, oh, uh, don't you know? That's too much. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> no, that's New York. Yeah, that's the font. Hey. <laughs> he fucking punches the birthday cake, makes it work again. <laughs> anyway, um, but they had to cut a bunch of stuff from it. And some of the scenes were uh, to get an R rating, by the way, was that Bernadette's throat gushing blood. There's a graphic image of Etienne mutilated by the dirt bike. Which yeah, in we, the garage, which is totally evident, right. because all you see is an up close shot of of his neck stump. Yeah, which I would love to see that. There's extra gruesome, you know, brain surgery shots, a bloodier impact on the bench press on Greg, and a more vli- violent bludgeoning of Doctor Faraday with the poker because there was blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at it, she hits him once, and it's everywhere. <laughs> Some uh, there are some rare prints apparently circulating on the internet that have complete and uncut murder scenes. So hmm. I didn't get to see it. All I have is the blue. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Not trying to rhyme. 
but I guess it's that time. <laughs> anyway. Out of control. <laughs> Happy birthday to your hole. <laughs> your face hole, sorry. Gross. Uh, Amelia, who is Lisa Langlois, who was originally killed by an axe to the head, but that scene was cut out, too, avoiding to get the X rating. So. Oh, my God. And they didn't keep the footage. Nope. So that sucks. No, they did keep the footage, but they just didn't add it in any of the releases, probably because the producers didn't want it, because they had to spend so much time cutting it out. But I, I don't know why, you know, I don't know. Maybe we need to get an updated version of it. It might have been better. Oh, maybe because it's really a three-hour movie. Do you think it would have raised your... <laughs> Your score up? No, probably not. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's pretty much it for the trivia, though. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about some of the scenes, things that we want to laugh at or talk about that we're like, okay? Sure. The first scene that, that, that I mentioned this already, but then she trips over the dog leash. Uh-huh. It's like, whoosh, whoosh. And, uh-huh. it gra- and it wraps around her legs like someone's like Indiana Jones is whipping a, a leash around her legs and she <laughs> trips and falls. And there's that bulldog and it's like the head ma'am for the school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how the fuck did you not see her? Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. That was right at the beginning, too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a weird trope I've seen in other stuff. Not mm-hmm. specifically what they do there. Just the whole like popping up. Oh, my God, I didn't see you in the middle of the open field. <laughs> so. And the, the part where all the kids were like racing in the, dra- the drawbridge was raising and they right. like they jump it and they make it and the Camaro so he's driving a Camaro and he totally plows the front end dude it was like smashed I was like thinking yeah. you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of fucking maximum overdrive mm-hmm. <laughs> when the cars are falling in on the drawbridge and everything mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself like if they were to jump that thing they would hit the other side because the hole opens right. up so they wouldn't be able to land it like that right. like they did they would just be driving right into a hole and smashing the fucking... You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but neither does this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just would have been funny if that was the end of the movie, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, woo! And I love how she has a flashback. Virginia has a flashback of like her mother d- like driving over the drawbridge, and then she has to go run into the forest. Well, she goes and runs into a fucking cemetery, which is even to more To see her weird. mother. And then she's got like a box there with a pair of shears, and she's like trimming the grass in the, the middle grave. of the dark. Keep in mind, the girl in the beginning couldn't even see a fucking woman in front of her <laughs> and fucking a dog on a leash and tripped over and fell. But she's out there in the middle of pitch black night fucking cutting grass <laughs> with a stalker close behind her, by the way, who was like, I'll help you look for your your home or whatever. And who was this, that stalker? I don't know. Oh, because it was the guy that went and looked for fucking panties. Oh, Alfred. It's the biker guy. Oh, oh the biker guy. <laughs> Not Alfred. Yeah, it's Right. A, the, we thought it was Alfred because the foreigner. Names. <laughs> he had Whoa, an Christina! Because <laughs> he had an accent. I need, need you to turn down your uh, patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, you forgot to mention though. We we forgot to mention like the the car, the Camaro that they jump later on is like perfectly fine yeah, later on but they just didn't want to redo the scene because it probably cost too much money right so if, i'm sure like that the car smashing was probably like their lot the last scene they did i'm sure right. so they could use the camaro throughout the rest of the movie you might it, be right it was a nice looking car it was a nice looking camaro. It's something you don't think about when you're watching a movie is like wh- what order did they shoot a movie <laughs> in you know like i'm so linear so it's like 
I don't know. I, I, I would probably shoot, if I were a director, I'd probably end up being one that would shoot a linear style, uh-huh. except for that kind of stuff like that. Right. Where you, you don't have the money and you just kind of have to logistically. Right. Oh, I always try to look at like hair too, because a lot of the times, especially <laughs> oh, women's yeah. hair. When there's like yeah, three year could, difference. Yeah. yeah, you could tell. <laughs> well, they don't have anything that back in the day. Yeah, even more yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, totally back in the day. You know, because they were like, they had to, they had on film. It's not like readily available, like digital. Right. Like here, I'll just send it over to you. Tell your hair cutter, fucking get it right. Right. Get it tight. <laughs> um. So there's the scene when they're at the motorcycle race, right, with the dirt bikes, mm-hmm. and then uh, we find out, we find out he stole her panties. So stupid. Yeah. And he's like openly about open about it. Yeah. He's like, I brought these because you're going to like me because I'm a winner. I won the fucking dirt bike race. It's like, oh, fucking kick dirt, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Well, he kind of does. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so the, what he's then like fixing his bike and the the back tire is like going. Yeah, it's like total. It's, you could totally see what's going to happen. His fucking scarf. Yeah, sc- he has his fucking scarf Everybody's on. scarves are on, his but his is on his guy. shoulder. And then the killer walks up to him real slow and just chucks it in the fucking wheel well. <laughs> and it's, and yes. then revs the engine, which I thought was really cool. And it's like, it's such a fucking letdown of a kill scene. It really is. Because you don't get to see his head get removed. At all. Like, that would be, that was one that I was like, wait a second. There's yeah, no. Yeah, we're like, are we watching the uncut? Are we watching the cut version? Is there no, an uncut? I, I was like, it dawned on me. I'm like, maybe there's a cut version that I'm not seeing. Yeah, so then we had to pause it and research. Right. And it was like, God damn it. Yeah. I remember I threw <laughs> this it is up. This scene. This is the scene. Yeah. But back to the panty scene, mm-hmm. there was Alfred there, who's the like nerdy guy who wears like an army uh, like button up shirt and like a beanie, and he has glasses, mm-hmm. and he sees the 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 other guy wearing the fucking holding the panties, and she's all mad at Virginia's pissed. And then you see him all angry and walk away, and it's like, oh, it's him. Oh, yeah, it's him. It's him. So then the the girls, they break into his house. Because he doesn't show up to their, their party that they keep having at the inn, which is right. this bar. At the bar. So they break into his house, and then, oh, all these, all these things are so weird, because I guess he does taxidermy, so there's all these dead things all over the place. So then they go into the back room, and there's, like, Bernadette's head, because I guess Bernadette's missing. Her head is, like, sitting on... The right. Counter? This is what and, I'm talking about. Yeah, like, it's like, what the fuck? Okay, your friend is missing and you're making a bust of her head. Yeah, but and you, you you think it's real. The girls think it's real. It looks real until they like yeah, look until, at it again. Until No, no, until Alfred comes in and starts explaining himself. And then he pulls, he's like, hey, check this out. And he pulls the eyeball out. It's like a glass eye. Yeah. And then, oh, it's fake. Oh. It's like, what the fuck was that? But still, like, again, like if your friend made a cast of your friend, your missing friend's head wouldn't you have some questions right like it's like never explained in the movie what he does like right. he's not like some filmmaker you know what i mean yeah, like he's tax they were trying to like link it to the taxidermy yeah like that taxidermy. doesn't make any sense taxidermy yeah it made no sense it was so, stupid stupid I, that's what i'm talking about when like they the characters are doing stuff that you would not be friends with but then in the next scene when they go to a bar again mm-hmm. they're like or, or no they were at the the sh- the, the event at the school mm-hmm. wasn't it a pep rally or something like that yeah, something like that and then and then she's got her arm around him and i'm like i, I don't know 
That seems a little weird, but I guess, you know, nowadays I would have been okay with that, but because more people nowadays can have access to knowing how to do stuff like that. But in 1981, there weren't that many people that knew how to fucking do shit like that and not that well. And if your friend's missing and that there's not many people that can do it, that could mean that he's a fucking murderer. Exactly. (laughs) And he may be fucking the head at least at the very least. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so I enjoyed this scene with the who's the the guy with the Camaro? The guy who owns the Camaro. He's lifting weights. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He, he was all mad and he left, so he went to his like gym and he starts lifting weights. And then we don't see who walks in, but he starts talking to this person, and uh, he's like, "Put put the the tens on, put the tens on for me." And he's lifting the weights, talking. I don't even know what the fuck he's saying right now. And then you see. They take a, a heavy weight. They remove the uh, base, the, the, the support. Well, well no, it's not, it's not a base. It's just like the the support. little. End, I forget what they're called. The end pieces to keep it from falling off. Yeah, but they but the person removes the support for you know. Oh, you know, putting it down. Yeah, they, on. It's one of those old ones that like yeah. had just the bar behind a bench. Yeah, so they they, they weren't the connected. Bar and then goes to the front with a big heavy weight, and then like. And then throws it on his penis, so then he has to drop the heavy bar weight. Yeah, like on hits top. his neck and his yeah, blood it, squirts. It pretty much crushes his. Dude, trachea. that's another disappointing kill right there. Yeah, like, they didn't show it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like if it would have cut his head off slowly, yeah, or something, you know, and like ripped it, and you saw it like drag off, you know, like mm-hmm. that would have been cool. That would have been really cool. <laughs> Um, there was this, another, like, this flashback scene. They kept having flashbacks of her going into surgery. They mentioned that she was, like, recovering from something, but they didn't really explain it early on. Virginia is. So I, early on, was like, okay, so she got the mom's brain or something? Because, yeah, it's like, because the mom they... just recently died, and she's, like, dealing with the, the loss of their mother, and somehow she's, like, acting really strange at times mm-hmm. and she's, like, freaking going out. In and out. And she's forgetting things, like, she's forgetting things that are happening right and then in one of the flashback scenes it's like her mom like freaking out like just losing her fucking mind Mm -hmm. and it's just like what does this mean Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't even pay off exactly but i'll explain at the very end i'll just say it now fuck it at the very end you obviously find out that it's her her half sister that Anne is one of the people who died or something did she die or no i don't don't fucking know who is this person she wasn't even in the fucking flesh oh no yes it was her half sister but it was a half sister from the dad's wife because Virginia's mother was the mistress. Right, they had an affair. Yeah, so she was the uh, the fair child. So the original ending for the film had Virginia unsurprisingly revealed as the killer. Okay, it wasn't supposed to be this other Anne girl. Having sliced her way through most of the cast and finally being caught, however, the filmmakers felt the ending was all too predictable with Virginia which it would have been well, yeah. being the killer and then rewrote it into a far more twisted revelation where the identity of the murderer is revealed to be Ann Thomerson, which I just mentioned. Now the original script ending have revealed that Virginia was periodically possessed by the spirit of her dead mother. Mm. So I was right. That would have made more sense. Right. Like I was like catching on to that right away. And that's why I made no fucking sense by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, her dead mother while committing the murders, which explained her frequent blackouts, flashback, freakout moments of mom. And this would change the film 
in production while they were making it, uh, but they didn't like that ending, so they just put the and thing in there to replace it, which is even, like, nobody would have smelled that coming because they didn't even right. know allude that, to it. Yeah, they didn't even know that the mom was the mistress and, you know, the dad's never there because he has another family. Like, right, like they do in April Fool's Day, they have this, like, thing where they explain some of that in a yeah. in a scene, but this doesn't, so no. it's, it's kind of like, fuck you yeah. a little bit. Um, That's a piss me off. There was also another scene with uh, one of the guys, I can't think of his name, Rudy? Was it Rudy? The one that has the girlfriend who's like, she's pissed off at him because he keeps hitting on other girls. Uh-huh. And then he hid like a skull in the flower bed. Yeah. And then then he goes to take Virginia out on a date, right? And this gang of friends, right? Like this gang of friends, you're just going to jump to another person in that group right away. I know it happens naturally that way sometimes. Right. But you don't just flaunt it around in front of each other like that. Right. And they started doing that. And he takes Virginia to the bell tower and has this whole scene where he's acting like Quasimodo from fucking... Uh You know, the hunchback in Notre Dame. Uh And uh, he's like about to cut the rope that the and the church, the bells Mm -hmm. that they ring the bell with. And he's going to cut it. And there's this like scene where she just kind of blacks out and thinks that he's going to that he died. Right. And so then it cuts to the priest and he pulls the fucking rope. And then there's blood on the end of the rope. And he's like, oh. And so the police come, and this is big investigation, and he's missing, and then he shows up the next day. Yeah, so I was just joking. Like, you can't fucking do that in a movie. Like, right. that's fucking stupid. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, well, and I don't know if it was him just saying it was a practical joke. He comes, and he tells, like, the, the doctor, Faraday, is like, tell me everything, you know? And then they get interrupted to go find that, to go find that skull. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, Virginia, it's me. And she's like, what happened? I don't remember everything. It's like... <sighs> Fucking annoying. And then the kebab scene. Yeah. Like, where it's obvious. Well, we know what's going to happen. It's on the cover. Yeah. But it, but it's her. They didn't try to hide it. It was her. Right. So and, that's even more, like, Yeah, and then she, she literally just, like shoved the kebab in his throat you went like intentionally killing him so that's fucking confusing but no it wasn't her it was this half sister wearing a mask of her of her yeah and no one could tell so it was a twin sister but she wasn't a twin sister no, she it was, was a half, half sister yeah half sister so we were like eh, what the fuck is going on yeah what is going on but but what she did it, you thought at first it was like oh twin sister right yeah totally evil twin but yeah and then she rips off <laughs> Her mask off, and it's like, wait, that doesn't look. Did you notice in that scene, by the way, that she was wearing a dress? Yeah. And then in the next scene, she's like wearing a pair of jeans. Yeah. So you, it's like, what the fuck? Like immediately changed. Yeah. It's like Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, I was thinking that too. I don't know. Scooby-Doo. The end of it was pretty. You know, it's like annoying. But there's like, know- it's like Anne. She kills her. She kills her dad. Or no, the half-sister kills her dad and then rips off her face Mm -hmm. to show the real Anne, Mm -hmm. or the real Virginia. I'm sorry. Why do we keep doing that? Uh, (laughs) Because it's confusing. It is confusing. And then the police officer enters the the cottage and says, what have you done? Yeah. And that was it. Because Virginia, yeah, Virginia killed the sister as the cop was coming in. Jesus Christ. I can kind of understand the cult following to this movie, because there is like a cult following. Sure. I can see people why people, people like don't like this. it either. Oh yeah, totally. 
But I'm somewhere in the middle, you know. I still right. think it was well done, even if it doesn't make any kind of fucking sense whatsoever. I don't really mm-hmm. expect that in-depth of a fucking story. No offense to anybody from a slasher. Uh, you know, it's more kind of about the aesthetics and, you know, I don't know. Just kind of sense. Like, it's the mystery, of course, but, you know, like, none of it makes sense because if you ever look at, like, hands of the killer who's wearing the gloves, they're always bigger than the person who's actually... Some movies choose to use the actress or actor to use the glove scenes, you know, Mm -hmm. or to kill people to make sure there's continuity. Others don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so I can't, you know, I've seen so many both. Right. It's like, whatever, you know, like, as long as you can make me fucking go oh i wasn't expecting that but this is this feels a little like a cop out you know what yeah. i mean but i still liked it so there's that um we do have another movie that we're going to talk about of course and that is april fool's day and it's off season of course but they kind of connect in some weird ways like we mentioned yeah, in the they beginning do. it's so weird we'll get into more a little bit in the spoilers not so heavy connected but there is a moment in the movie that we were both like <gasps> <laughs> so um april fool's day came out in 1986 it's about nine college students staying at a friend's remote island mansion that begin to fall victim to an unseen murder over the april fool's day weekend but nothing is as it seems the college kids again wow that's the you know, that's, that, that's an american fucking horror trope slasher trope. yeah i know especially in the 80s but right continue tagline guess who's going to be the life of the party seriously guess <laughs> I added that last bit in there. But I'm it was just great. The way you were looking at me was like waiting for a punchline. Uh, this movie is directed by Fred Walton. He's uh, famous for the movie When a Stranger Calls, which he did a sequel on TV movie called When a Stranger Calls Back. <laughs> he did the uh, that movie, Stranger Calls, When a Stranger Calls, which I think was based off of his short film called The Sitter. Mm-hmm. that trope of being called like in that movie what was it the house of the devil mm-hmm. remember when she gets called on the phone i think it oh, was like yeah. a nod towards that yeah well everything with a phone call is gonna be a nod to that right or like black yeah. Chris- christmas black christmas yeah yeah um but i saw what you did he had a lot of tv movies that was one of them murder in paradise stepford husbands dead air and more he was born in maryland too by the way like oh me. that's where you were born yeah writer is danilo bach who is of course responsible for all of the beverly hills cops movies which you know except for part four which is coming out eventually oh. here <laughs> he's not a writer on there but there's three other writers for that i looked it up and that's uh i don't know when that's coming either by the way just fyi but he also wrote another movie called 14 hours and that was it so kind of crazy that he wrote all the Beverly Hills cop movies and then just disappeared. Well, he probably didn't want to make movies anymore. He's I like, don't okay, know. I got my money. I'm it's good. weird, though, because those are good movies. At least, right. at least they were big for me when I was a kid. I haven't seen him in a while. Right. So I don't remember him at all. That's Mel Gibson's in that, right? <laughs> Beverly Hills cop. No, not Mel. Gi- what? No, not him. What's the guy's name? <laughs> I'm getting too old for these things. Me too. No, that's Lethal Fruit. Weapon you're thinking of. Oh, okay. That's why I said I'm I getting too confused. old for this shit. That's who's what you're in, thinking who's of. Who's in Beverly Hills Cop? Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Big I, time. I, I fucking forgot. How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck your birthday. They're all the same. <laughs> uh, the cast in this movie is Deborah Foreman, who plays Muffy. And I got a lot to go over here, so I'm just going to run through them real Breeze quick. Through it. Uh, she was in Real Genius, Valley Girl, Waxwork, Destroyer, Lunatics, A Love Story, and more. We got Griffin O'Neill, who plays Skip. He was in The Wraith, Assault of the Killer Bimbos, Night Children, Ghoulies Go to College, a.k.a. Part 3. Clayton Roner, who plays Chaz with the camera. Just one of the guys he was in that movie where the girl tries to pretend to be a guy. Remember? And he gets no. all his love advice. Yeah. She tries to play football. Oh, I don't I don't know. Anyway, the cover's got her covering her boobs with a pair of helmets. And she's got really Classy. short hair. It's like nobody knew. Come on. Right. Anyway, uh, Clayton Roner was also in Modern Girls, Destroyer, I, Madman, which is a movie I want to watch with you soon. Nightwish, The Relic, which we just did. He was one of the Ooh. lieutenants in the movie, by the way. Sometimes they come back for more. Good versus Evil, The Human Centipede 3, he plays Dr. Jones, and more. Got Jay Baker, who plays Harvey, who was in Toy Soldiers, The Incredible Hulk Returns movie from 88, Shag, The Musical, and Feminine Touch, and more. Pat Barlow, who plays Clara, she was in a movie called Into Thin Air and an episode of 21 Jump Street, and that's it. Deborah Goodrich, who plays Nikki, just one of the guys. She was in that one as well. Survival Game, Remote Control, and Out on a Limb with Matthew Broderick, I think. Uh. Anyway, Lloyd Berry was in this movie. He played the ferryman. He was in Runaway 84. That's that futuristic robot movie with Tom Selleck. He was in Stakeout. He played a bum in Jumanji, the original one. Wow. Which, coincidentally, he also played a bum in Scary Movie <laughs> and in Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. <laughs> He's typecast. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he did play like a lighthouse keeper in some other movie. I forget what it was. Well, but... that's pretty much a bum with a job. <laughs> oh, wow, Christina. Uh, what? That was a joke. Wow. You know, because, I mean, uh, never oh, mind. sit in your yeah. ivory tower, will you? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, we got Leah Pinsent, who plays Nan. This was her second film. She was in a movie called Virus. Not that virus. It was from 96. <laughs> uh, she was in The Waking, uh, she was in Waking the Dead, an episode of Puppets Who Kill, The Bend, and more. We also have Mike Nomad, who plays Buck. He got his start on the show of Fantasy Island. He was in Cocoon 1 and 2 as Doc, I think, which is the young boy in the movie that, that is like, friends with Graham. He's the only one that knows that they're aliens or something like that, or that they get younger or something. He also played Thornton in Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Mm -hmm. We also got Ken Olent, who plays Rob. He was in Summer School from 87. Super Force, the movie and the TV show, apparently as Zack Stone. I've never seen it. Leprechaun, Digital Man, Velocity Trap, and more. Two more. We got Amy Steele, who played Kit. She was in Friday the 13th, Part 2 as Jenny. The Powers of Matthew Starr TV show. Sounds like it's probably like Canadian. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Love and Honor TV show, Walk Like a Man with Howie Mandel. Plus, she's going to be in an upcoming Jason Rising, a Friday the 13th fan film, uh, playing Jenny again. Except she's a doctor. Ah. And last but not least, we got Thomas F. Wilson, known as Arch in the movie, or what do they call him? Arch 
and I don't remember. Hal or something. I don't remember. Something. He had two different names. But he's also known as Biff Tannen from every Back to the Future movie. It's so weird because he doesn't look like him in this. Hey, McFly, you better make like a tree and get the hell out of here. <laughs> something like that. But he got his start actually on Knight Rider, by the way. And he did one movie called L.A. Street Fighters before becoming Biff. Oh, wow. Uh, he was also in Action Jackson, Boris and Ta- Natasha, Camp Nowhere, Wing Commander 3 and 4. He did the voice of uh, Gargoyles, Matt Bluestone, mm-hmm. as the character in that. That Darn Cat, Ghost Whisper TV show, and plenty more. Gosh. He's doing a lot of voice acting, you know, mm-hmm. as well as acting, like nice. a lot of TV shows and stuff. So this movie was made on a $5 million budget, and it made $13 million at the box office, beating mm-hmm. Happy Birthday to Me. Christina, what'd you think of this oh, movie? Oh, hi. So I picked this movie because it's kind of just like a nostalgic thing. It's one of the first horror movies I've ever I ever saw that, okay. that I remember. Because like I was a kid when I saw this. I was like under ten. I have three older sisters. They were all teenagers. We would they go, would rent shit and you would watch. They would it. rent a VC. We would walk down to the VHS store, rent the VCR, and they would rent a whole shit ton of movies. Oh, that's right. And I forgot like, people rented VCRs. Yeah. I didn't have to as a kid because yeah because you're my dad was a videographer <laughs> right no we had and we had to haul the goddamn thing down the block we we're lucky enough to live like within walking distance right i'm surprised they that. gave it to a bunch of kids like that i you know? know idiots but they're like industrial like right. heavy but anyway so for some reason i always remember this movie i remember them covering my eyes during the sex scenes and stuff <laughs> And for some reason, the ending, I always... There was only one sex scene, and it wasn't even that bad. They were doing some weird, like, fucking... But for, like, an eight-year-old, seven, eight years old, Uh... I mean, you know, they just didn't want to get in trouble. Anyway, I just, like, remember this this movie. This was on TV, you know what I mean? Right. Multiple times. I don't know. I think it was safe. Well, this story is way better than the last movie. That's fucking for sure. Okay. Um, I like how they try to make you believe the killer is somebody else. In uh, this and, one better. And like in the beginning with the fairy people and, and they, they keep thinking. Yeah, be careful what you spoil here. I, I am. I'm being careful. I like how they did that. But, you know, then it switch. The, the story switches. Mm-hmm. So you like the element that they put in it that's not too pushy with how they kind of put the blame on somebody for being the killer. Right. Okay. It is kind of soap opera, though. Soap opera. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, I guess. And, and now, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, an escape room since they're, like, on an island and they're, like, trying to get, like, solving, like, trying to figure out what's going on. The and they have, they have to get off the island. Reminds me of an escape room. I don't know why. It's kind of funny. They should do an escape room based on, on April Fool's Day. That'd be really fun. Um. <laughs> But it was a paced, it was paced really well, and it was like a quick watch. Like, I thought it was shorter than it really was, because it's only like an hour and a half or something. Right. And it really is, it's a good watch. It really is. But, you know, I liked it. I give it a a 7 out of 10. Okay. Just because, like, watching it now, you know, it's not as, I don't know. Okay. You know, it's just like, eh, okay, that was fine. I, I... Think it's I think it's definitely better than the last movie we saw, and I think it's almost like a seven point five. I'll just say it up front. Oh wow! Because you know, there's a lot of things in this movie that just I don't know. I've always liked this one, and, and when I was a kid, I I remember watching it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember thinking parts of it were scary, and then loving the ending, which 
Speaking of which, might not make everybody happy these days. Right. Uh, as this is something that became a trend that a lot of people hated in the end of movies. I don't want to be specific about it because I don't want to let you know what the end is. But let's just, just say I was surprised that I wasn't mad at this even then. But it had to be because the trend was before. This was before that trend happened. Mm-hmm. So it's just a better film overall compared to Happy Birthday to Me. When it comes to acting, it feels and flows much better as well. The cast is pretty stellar and the character they, the characters that each of them play are fun and interesting. And it all sort of makes sense. And they're, you know, different styled characters. It's like kind of a motley crew group of friends that seem believable as actual friends, you know, like mm-hmm. they seem like they're having a good time together and it becomes very believable and you're kind of engrossed in these characters and everything that they have, all the issues that they have with each other. And it seems like this might have been a movie that they had a blast on set with each other with, too, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I've seen this when I was younger a lot, and I still like it today. Keep in mind, the kills in this movie are mostly off screen, but it has enough of that slasher vibe and story to keep you interested in what's going on. So you won't exactly hate that there isn't a lot of blood on the screen because it's well written and crafted. So it's actually done very well. And to me, that's saying something that a movie can do that, a horror movie, and still be interesting to the viewer if you're looking for a horror movie, especially with how it ends up it's like i don't know like the style of shooting in it is very reminiscent of like a friday the 13th film to me and it's like that that means something to me because it's like really well shot and the print of this was like really good looking like the the blu-ray was was like really good Mm -hmm. we saw it on prime but i mean that's the same sort of copy you know i'm sure over the internet it's probably down resed a little Mm -hmm. but it looks really good it was like really clean Mm mm-hmm I'd say it's probably underrated, but I honestly don't know anyone that hates the film. Right. You know, like I've never heard anybody go, oh, that's stupid piece of shit. You know, like, <laughs> or, you know, anybody that ever mentions I've ever talked to about it always mentions it fondly or something yeah. like that. Or at least they memor- they remember it a lot. And I think it's probably because it was on TV all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember watching it whenever it was on and popping it on and getting stuck in a loop watching it, mm-hmm. you know, whenever it popped on because it was just one of those films. Right. I guess one could complain about the lack of gore in this film, but if you can make someone interested without it who cares you know Mm -hmm. i love my gore and uh you know don't get me wrong it can definitely kind of make a film pretty punchy you know like Mm -hmm. and memorable but there's something to be said about a film that that can do it without really going going there Mm -hmm. you know by the end of the film after a rewatch the twist is actually still cool with me and how they chose to execute it is really great too and how it continues on it's like you're actually there in the movie sort of celebrating it. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. Plus then, you know, they have an extra little twist thrown in there, which is kind of nice too by the end. So I think it's well worth watching or renting, I think. You know, if you're just looking for an old 80s movie that you never really saw, um, I don't know how it'll affect people nowadays, though. You know, like, but for me, it's it's something I've watched a lot of. So I just have an appreciation for it. So for that reason, I'd give it a seven or 7.5 easily. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's not like an eight. Like I would say it was an eight, but there's so many movies that I've seen that are just a little bit extra that are so much better. You know, like I would say Return of the Living Dead is probably like closer to a nine or something like that or right. you know there's a lot of different things so mm-hmm. speaking of which there's some trivia about return of the living dead in this one are you serious yeah so uh well let's get going 
So you gave it a seven. I gave it a seven or a seven point five. So it's at least a seven or a seven point two five. Right. So pretty, pretty cool. Pretty good movie. I, I, if there's a lot of, I'd be surprised to find people that just do not like this movie. But you know, teach their own. There's no exactly. I think it's it's you're in the safe zone to check this one out either way. And if you have Prime, there's no reason not to watch it. Just to like check it out. Mm. Like I want to say so much about it that I can't until the spoiler section because. Right. It's just impressive to me, like how they did this film. Mm-hmm. But we do have some trivia and we're going to get into our spoilers now. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can check this out. Like I said, on Prime Video, you can check it out on Amazon Prime Video. So it is up there for one of the movies. I don't know how long it's going to be up there for, but get to it. Watch it. I think you should check it out. And if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So. We got a lot of trivia, but one of the things I want to first, well, maybe we shouldn't jump into what I want to say right away. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it, but maybe we'll give it a little space just in case someone wasn't paying attention and I just spoil it right off the bat. <laughs> so the, the Return of the Living Dead trivia that I was talking about is that Linnea Quigley was originally cast as Muffy. Are you serious? Yeah. What and, the fuck? But she had to turn down the role due to scheduling conflicts with the Return of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Which I think was the right choice. Yeah, I do too. That's a classic, and she's a big part of why yeah, it's a classic. Totally. She's got one of the best scenes. I mean, that's an unforgettable scene, like right. when she's dancing at the party and they're talking about death. I'll never forget that. Right. Not just because I was a horny kid, but because it's just <laughs> fucking funny, and yeah. like you're just like, what is going on? Why are all these punks, these cool-ass kids, like dancing around a fucking graveyard and shit? And the song... <laughs> Right. Plus, she's got red hair, and when she turns into a zombie, that's fucking cool. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody had the hots for her, though, back in the day, of Mm -hmm. course, especially. And I'm sure even now, just because of it, you Mm -hmm. know, she's a queen. You know, but while the crew was uh, lighting a scene, Deborah Goodrich began reading the Cosmopolitan questionnaire to her co-stars. Oh, yeah. And they decided to keep it in there. And so she just kind of, you know, they made the the director said, hey, you know, keep that and uh, give her a new set of questions and act, ask the actresses to improvise the scene, which wound up in the final cut. And that character who played Kit, mm-hmm. she was like, what was three again? Remember? Right, yeah. So it was kind of funny. It was just funny. Yeah, it was. Because the other girl was like really six, you know, Mm -hmm. like, which was to fuck everybody. Right. And then three was like something else. It was a good, like, to show their friendship too. Right. That's what I'm saying. A lot of this feels very, very like authentic and like flowed really well. Like totally. they, they all really worked well together. The cast is just really good. Mm-hmm. Um, at the film's beginning, Griffin O'Neill's skip character is blamed for a prank. Remember when mm-hmm. they jump into the water to save him because he falls in after being stabbed the in the fake stomach knife. Yeah. Right. And uh, in a bizarre case of life imitating art, that guy, he gets squished against the, the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, O'Neill was indicted on manslaughter charges <laughs> what? the following year of a drug-induced induced boating mishap that resulted in the death of Francis Ford Coppola's son, what? Giancarlo Coppola. What the fuck? Yes. What? The same way that he got killed in the movie is the same way that, well, sort of. Right. Yeah. It was a boating accident. He got hurt. What the fuck? Wait, he got hurt or killed? He got killed. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, it was in Annapolis, Maryland, too, where it happened, I guess. Uh, That's where 
It was a speedboating incident on Memorial Day in 1986 in uh, Annapolis, Maryland. He was a 22-year-old at the time. And Griffin O'Neill, who was piloting the boat, had attempted to pass between the two slow-moving boats, unaware that the both boats were connected by a tow line. And while O'Neill barely had time to duck, Coppola was struck and killed. At the time of the incident, O'Neill was being directed by Francis Ford Coppola in Gardens of Stone and was replaced. <laughs> well... Wow. Yeah, he was later charged with manslaughter, and he pled guilty to the lesser charge of negligent operator of a boat. And he was fined $200 and sentenced to 18 months probation in 1987, and he received an 18-day jail sentence for not performing 400 hours of community service as ordered. Who doesn't perform community service? I like, don't know. what the fuck? Isn't that crazy, though? That is like, cr- I, I'm going to read up more on this. Yeah, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. According to director Fred Walton, Paramount executives didn't dislike the infamous deleted third act. They just felt like the movie would end on a higher note without it. Mm -hmm. However, producer Frank Mancuso Jr. insisted on tacking on the Jack in the Box ending, which was shot in L.A. many, many months after production had ended. You can tell. Yeah, it feels weird. The hair. (laughs) I thought it was a pretty decent job. I didn't realize it, but I didn't like that ending eh, well I there's a couple stupid. of different endings that they kind of wanted to do yeah mm-hmm. like some of the other characters are going to kill her and scare her mm-hmm. and one of the ideas was to have her cousin the her brother technically in the movie mm-hmm. kill her and then like gotcha oh. you know like as a as a you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they didn't use that they ended up using that girl nan who's acting really weird at the end scene so we'll talk about that more later but the movie's storyline has often been likened to uh, Agatha Christie's tale called The Ten Little Indians, and then there were none. Oh. Agatha Christie has a lot of mysteries like that, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Director Fred Walton commented in 2016 interview with Daily Dead that when they began shooting that dinner party scene where fucking Biff Tannen falls backwards and they're playing pranks on each other by putting whoopee cushions and all this they shot it and he was so fucking pissed off because it felt so dialed in Mm -hmm. he screamed at him and then they came back and amped it back up for a second time after a break yeah so it might have been really late who knows Mm -hmm. but they picked up they stepped up because that scene feels so natural like they feel like maybe they're just laughing too much about everything yeah maybe Amy Steele, who played Kit, at one point was approached by a producer who voiced concerns that she had uh, actually gained too much weight while filming. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And she said, well, you hired this amazing caterer. What did you expect? <laughs> Whose wow. fault is that? Good for her. Yeah. Like, God, ouch. what the fuck? Yeah. The interior of the well scene was shot in a tank in L.A. soundstage at the end of production. Uh-huh. The water was dyed to look kind of murky. And crew members discarded their cigarettes right into the tank. And Deborah Goodrich Nikki spent so much time submerged in that nasty water that she left the set with an ear infection. Oh, ew. What the fuck? (laughs) Like they made her swim in that, I guess. Like, Jesus. Oh, get this. There was going to be a sequel. How? Apparently, years later, during a 30th anniversary reunion screening panel, Deborah Goodrich, who played Nikki, revealed that she was sent a script for an unproduced sequel several years after the film's release. Though she 
was sketchy on the details and couldn't recall the names of the two writers, the story found Chaz and Nikki, who had gotten married, buying a closed-down porno theater on 42nd <laughs> Street in New York City, and they planned to turn into a bed and breakfast. But when one of Chaz's college-age relatives arrived for a visit, the games began again. Ironically, Goodrich and her husband, her second husband, bought the Avon Theater in Stamford, Connecticut, where the anniversary screening was held. So this is kind of interesting. It would have been kind of cool because, like, if the movie was so popular, you know, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it was mildly popular. So fans of it and you would have gone back seeing it. What if it wasn't a joke and you're expecting it and everybody's actually getting killed? Right. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, that would be a good little twist. I don't know. Something to think about. By the way, this movie is one of three horror films from 1986 that take place on April Fool's Day. The others being Killer Party, which was in 86, and Slaughter High from 86. So I guess... It's just one of those things like when they did the Black Dahlia movies. I guess. They did them like all at the same time. Crazy, right? Yeah, it is. So... That's pretty much it for the trivia, uh, but we do have some scenes that we're going to talk about. Um, I just wrote down some of my favorite kills and things like that, but really what I want to talk about is just the end, you know? Like, right, right. The, the most important part is that, you know, while the kills on screen weren't really that good, people would just be, like, surprised, and then they would cut. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, you know, which is, you know, it feels like a cop-out, right? Like, you would think. Right. But somehow, how they wrapped it all up at the end... And, and, and you realize that it was all prank and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, but, but how, but what about the snake? Like you didn't fucking, you know. Right. And then she explains that away. Yeah. And then, she explains all the things. She apologizes for the baby. I'm opening noise. an in, in a breakfast, bed and breakfast in and, and it's a murder mystery house. Yeah. But they're going to know, like, you know, it's, it's fake. She was like, this is a test so, phase for it. And it weird. went perfect. Yeah. She was like, oh, and Rob and Kit, you guys were fucking amazing. <laughs> and they're like pissed off. <laughs> right. Well, and this is the part also where we found out that there was like a link between bloody or, um, happy Happy birthday to me and and this one. Mm-hmm. I always get happy birthday to me confused with bloody birthday, uh-huh. which is the one about the kids, by the way. I want to clarify oh, on that because okay. I've said that. I think I said that last episode. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's called bloody birthday. <laughs> anyway, the downstairs basement, you see the fucking the the marks on the wall of when they were like measuring their height and it was mm-hmm. Muffy and Buffy mm-hmm. and they even allude to it earlier when she's upstairs because Kit gets the full brunt of the crazy of um Buffy right mm-hmm. or Muffy sorry because <laughs> uh, then she goes upstairs and she looks at a picture and she's like oh who's this and she was like some people disappear and you don't want them to but they deserve it after all <laughs> And she walks away, and you're it's like, like yeah. full on crazy. Yeah, like okay, okay. sounds good, Muffy. Gonna go, go huff some paint, are you? I'll go, go get some tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the way Kit handles it is, she's always uncomfortable about her, but she just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> It's funny. So, yeah. So the the evil twin. So technically, she is the final girl. Kit is the final girl. Yeah. And I think it's because of her role in in Friday the 13th, Mm -hmm. which I think was uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. It was before because it was 83, I think it was. But yeah, I don't know. I just like the end because it, it somehow is still a horror movie, even though. Yeah, nobody got killed. Right. Like, really? I, I love that. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, and then body they, count zero. And then they, like, <laughs> they, they have the special effects guy, and, you know, it it was good. And they got the town, like, the other town people involved. 
Oh, no. Friday the 13th Part 2 is in 81. I don't know why I thought that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So it came out at the same time. So she was like hot mm-hmm. at that moment. You know, it was like she was the big, a uh, big star, you know, because she was in Friday the 13th Part 2, which is where, you know, mm-hmm. it changed for the whole franchise, you know? <laughs> One of my favorite kill scenes was I think Chaz was laying on the bed with the bondage mask on and then his hands over his crotch and uh, Nikki walks in and and was just like, what are you doing? We're not blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, Chaz, Chaz. And she's like poking at him and she's like, and then she moves his hands and there's just like this big bloody spot on his pants where his dick's supposed to be. (laughs) Like that was so funny. Yeah, like I was thinking that too. Like how would you coordinate trying to like tell- Explain them. Yeah, hey, okay, we killed everybody else. Um, we're going to kill you and she's going to come back and think you're dead. So I just want to put some raspberry jam on your dick and then I want you to cover it with your hands and then she'll think you're dead. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. I'm not confused or surprised at all. Because <laughs> like, she literally walks into another room and then comes back out, doesn't she? Yeah. It's like really quick. Yeah. Because she's like trying to leave. She's like, I'm fucking done with this house. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, he is very memorable for some reason for me, you know, with all the movies that he's been in and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I just that look, that 80s look with the yeah. sunglasses and the the pop the, collar, the, the fucking business, the, the casual business mm-hmm. suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The M- the Miami Vice suit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That was so popular in that time. Plus, he's like always holding the camera around, which is like, you know, like that's pretty First of all, like having a portable camera like that is pretty rare. Right. For him to have that, and he must be like Hollywood or something, you know? Like right. that's some expensive yeah. shit. And like right at the beginning, too, they were just showing footage of him recording everybody who's getting on the ferry to go to this house. Right. You know, that was kind of cool. They didn't do shit like that back then. Yeah, I remember in the beginning of the movie, too, I was like, oh, thank God, this is a better copy than that. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, uh-huh. the it doesn't look right. Like something is off. <laughs> So, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just, I like, I, I'm trying to think of some of the kill scenes that I liked. Obviously, the well scene was really cool. Yeah, yeah. She with the falls dead in, like the whole back and forth between her and Harvey, Nikki and Harvey mm-hmm. was really funny because he's like hitting on her. He's like, I'd like to plow your fucking field. Oh and she's my like, God. I bet you would, huh, Harvey? <laughs> and he's like, look, I know you think I'm a fucking redneck or something, but I'd like to change your mind and plow your field. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. And she's like, get down in the well. What is that? I Because she, she drops her flashlight and she's like, sorry. So we both spazzed out. <laughs> Spaz. Spaz. That's such an 80s thing. It totally is. Totally. Uh, and they said it totally. in the 90s, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she drops her flashlight in and they're arguing over who goes down. She's like, fine, I'll go down. I'm not scared of any spiders or fucking, you know, cobwebs. Mm-hmm. And then she falls in and sees like three heads and then a body surfaces that is one of their friends, which I'm like, okay, how are you pulling this off? Like, mm-hmm. if this is all fake. Right. What were you submerged under the water with a fucking suit and mm-hmm. just happened to, you know, they're like cut off the water and that's why they go to the well. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But why would there be somebody down there if the fucking thing broke? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Seems kind of weird, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're trying we're trying to break it apart, but it's still fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I think so. Like what other scene is a good one? Like the I keep calling him Biff. <laughs> the Biff Tannen scene where he goes and um 
gets yanked up by a fucking trap. Oh, yeah, with the snake. And yeah. And the snake comes out that of nowhere. That seemed like a real snake, didn't it? It was a real snake. They did that on a soundstage or something. They must have, you know, because they always use the glass, like the Indiana Jones, you know? They use glass to make sure there was a partition between the Oh, yeah, maybe it was so if he fell, it wouldn't hurt him, too. Or it wouldn't, like, lunge at him. Is that how they did it with glass? Yeah, because in Indiana Jones, I forget, I think it was Temple of Doom, you can see the glass. Like, if if you really look at it, you can see the glare of the glass. Really? Yeah. Especially now on that 4K. So we need to get a 4K now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's how they do it, though, so they can get the shot. Do you think, do you think, uh... Do you think George Lucas wanted to cut that part out and like redo it? And Steven was like, no, you're not allowed to touch this like you did your fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what if we just put an Ewok in there? Because, <laughs> you know, it was helped written by George, right, yeah, right, George, George Lucas. Lucas and Steven yeah. Spielberg directed it. It was their collaboration. Right. So, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, now I want to get like the 4K fucking. Now you make me think about this. God damn it. The 4K set of Jurassic Park. I want to get the 4K of fucking Indiana Jones. Like, those are big movies where it's like. Yeah, you want to watch them you on your You want to watch them in nice TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. Someday. <laughs> Anyone want to donate? I'm kidding. I'm totally Well, kidding. I mean, I guess we could just not buy groceries and then we could like. <laughs> yeah, let's just eat uh, yeah. dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Live off of ramen for a couple of weeks. Nutrition, we we both we gotta lose some weight. Like, <laughs> I mean, I do definitely, not you. <laughs> yeah, I do. But anyway, that's funny. Anyway, yeah, I I I just like this. I didn't know that that was like I thought because like you could see when the scene where Biff is hanging upside down, whoever pushes the snake out of the way, you can see the boards on the mm-hmm. ground, and you could see it like moving, <laughs> like when they kick the snake away. Right. So there was no glass there. Well, there might have been. I mean, maybe if they kicked it. See for that it, scene, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't remember seeing like a glass glare, but I mean, how else would they do it? I don't know. Maybe it was a fake snake, and we just thought it was real. I thought it was real. Maybe that's why it was on a soundstage, or so they could make it kind of like leap at him all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah, just did maybe. wiring, because that that's possible. Yeah, it's po- yeah, it's possible. I guess. Because I mean, their skin does look kind of rubbery and plastic anyway, right? So like, if you those did, green snakes, yeah. If someone if someone did a really good job, yeah. And green snakes aren't they're harmless, right? I'm pretty sure most of those green ones are harmless. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's not like an but asp I, or but something. But I'm used to rattlesnakes and desert snakes. Like, that's what Fuck, I'm used yeah, to. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Little fucking bastards. They, like, <laughs> creep up up on your front What do they call them here? Porch why, why you, you say rattlesnakes, but what do they call them? Diamondbacks. Yeah, diamondbacks. Yeah. That's what our baseball team is named after. Yeah, those things are fucking scary. They are. I've I've, I've come across a couple in the, on a trail a couple mm-hmm. times. Because they like to lay out on the fucking... Right. On the path because it's cooler. Yeah, but people walking. Did you know that the closer you get, the louder they get. So if you hear it, you need to. So walk they're the so they're not way. they're not it's intentionally trying to kill you anybody. Or, no, no. They're, they're like, scared. hey, back it up, back it up, back it up. Yeah, it's a warning rattle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> back it up. Is that what it is? It's a warning. Why rattle. do you think they? Why do you think they made babies like rattles too? Because they were like, oh, that's like an early warning system. Maybe the baby needs something. It's survival. It's what, you know. Maybe that's what the noise you would hear in the middle of the night when the baby got eaten by a snake or something. (laughs) And they're like, hey, that's a good idea. (laughs) If they have a rattle. (laughs) I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, snakes do have an appetite. They'll eat shit that's over their size, like bigger than they are. Like I've seen those fucking. Oh yeah. Pythons like, that eat, eat humans and, cal- yeah. and alligators and shit like that. Yeah. Like How the fuck do you get that in your mouth? How are you supposed to poop that out? Like they probably would die. That's probably oh. what happens. Anyway, we're anyway, way off. Subject. Sorry, we are way off. <laughs> Um, no more snakes in this motherfucking podcast. Does this make you want to see the remake? Actually, yeah. I'm curious. No, oh, I, I just feel like it's just going to be so terrible. I don't care. I'm curious. I want to see it. I'd almost rather just see a sequel. But don't you want to see how much they bastardized it? If they, <laughs> I don't know, if man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm wondering who's a- who acted in it if they kept the same characters. like, And how did... Because the remake's from like 2006? Yeah. Right? Like, how did they modernize that? Like, that's what I'm curious I don't know. about. It's just, they probably made it all 90s looking. It was probably an old script just laying around for a long time. And yeah, but like, you have to incorporate cell phones. Like, oh, did they not have a signal? Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's the stuff I like. Yeah, the... the uh, yeah, you have to get rid of the cell phones early on. Or yeah, it's like no signal. That's what it's yeah. going to be. Everybody give me your cell phones. This is going to be a party on the island. <laughs> We're not going to deal with and fucking... This, this isn't a fantasy this island. This isn't Instagram. This is our private party. They didn't have Instagram in 2006. Whatever. <laughs> Facebook. They had Facebook, right? Or was it fucking MySpace? No, it was, my, it was MySpace. See, this is why we need to watch this Yeah, because it wasn't until 2011, I think it was. No, Facebook, Facebook was... I got on Facebook in t- uh, 2008 okay, through so college. So, yeah. Yeah. Because that's how Facebook Yeah, but it became out. popular for the regular yeah. public around like, 2010. Yeah, about 2010 it did. Yeah. And then tw- it was like the tail end of that year. Mm-hmm. And then 2011, it just exploded. Mm-hmm. Anyway, April Fool's, we're not talking about Facebook. Anyway. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Yeah, Christina. So is there any birthday wishes you have out there that you want to, uh, to any any future movies that you would like to see? Oh, well, I would like to see the, the one movie I wanted to watch on this fucking show. Scream. Okay. Well, just never let me live okay. it down, okay? I'm pretty sure on Oh, my- hey, Christina, because you never let me live that down, no, by the way? Okay. No, because you watched The Hunger without me as well oh, on okay. this fucking show. Two things you won't let me down. What a coincidence. Um, I <laughs> do think I do want to watch The Dark Knight on my birthday because... You know, oh, yeah. What are we going to do for your birthday? Well, we're go- well, we were supposed to go to Tombstone. Yeah, we don't and have And we were supposed now. to go to Bisbee, but maybe we should watch Tombstone instead with Val Kilmer. And- no. What do you mean, no? We own it. No. I love that movie. It's a great movie. So Tuesday's technically her birthday, guys, so... So we are going to watch The Dark Knight because it's been a good year. It's yeah, if I don't year. respond to you on Tuesday, you know what's going on. He's mine. Yeah. This is like the only day of the year where he can't say no. Are we... Are are we going to your parents on yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, we're going to go to my parents. You need to hook up their TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I might want to go to Arizona Mills like we did last year. Okay. Because I would like to go to Spirit Halloween. And I would we can like, do whatever you want. I would like to go buy some crystals. <laughs> we can do whatever you like. <laughs> I want to get my garage empty. I want to pay off my credit card. Everybody's so excited to hear all of this. Uh, yeah, I want... If you, <laughs> you guys should go on our eBay store and buy some comic books. Yeah, don't listen to her. We, we are selling a lot of stuff, though. <laughs> buy some comic books, Yeah, okay? we're selling comic books, If movies. anyone is interested in the death of Superman, you know, the ones from the early 90s, you should go on our eBay. Who doesn't have it? That's the problem, <laughs> That's you the know? That's the problem. <laughs> it's like everybody's trying to get rid of it. They're like, I was told these were going to be worth something. Yeah, <laughs> They're worth the same about you bought them for 30 no, years ago. No, that's the fucked up thing. They're worth less. less. Are they? Than they were when we were buying How them. How much 
How much did you buy it for? I there was some in there that I bought for thirty five fucking dollars, thinking, oh, well, you know, give it twenty years. Oh yeah, see, worth it's worth the same. It's worth less. We're getting less for it, and there's some of these are signed. Well, this is because you got shit happens anyway Nobody but yeah cares. yeah maybe i should hang on to them a little bit more when everybody's used them as fucking toilet paper no no <laughs> 50 years from now we can settle down no in nobody's. a kokomo <laughs> you, you should invest take in things slow stuff like that that's how i want to go way down in kokomo <laughs> anyway guys happy birthday christina thanks i love you very much love you give her some love online guys guys. appreciate it yes all right guys so next week we're gonna be doing something well it's labor day weekend so yeah you know so we gotta have some babies and shit (laughs) even though that's not the type of labor it is we thought it'd be funny to watch the unborn from 1991 about a mutant baby that tries to break out of someone's stomach and (laughs) the unborn 2 from 1994 yes so both of those are pretty wild and i i really want to like check them out i hope we can did we look to see if we can actually watch both of them no <laughs> like i hope so like i know that the unborn the 91 one is on uh tubi and it's also part of the sling tv uh subscription but what about the unborn 2 the unborn 2 is on uh google Google Play. Google Play. So if you guys want to check that out there. But yeah, the other one is up on Tubi for free. So yeah, uh, we're down. Yep. <laughs> Labor Day. I'm excited. <laughs> That's so fucked up. It totally It's is. like we're supposed to be like taking it easy, you know, on Labor Day. But, you know, we're going to have birth. Give birth to some mutant babies. Why not? Yep. I hope you guys are excited for that. So we'll be back with a brand new episode. And as always. Long live the boys. So...